Hello and welcome to episode 157 of the Mark and Me podcast. As always, I'm your host Mark. Joining me on today's episode are the film directors behind the amazing film Shorter. I can safely say it's one of the best films that I've seen come from Denmark and it's the director debut from Anders Olholm and Frederick Havid. Both of them have an incredible future ahead of them and I can't wait for you to listen to the interview today because this film is getting some of the best reviews out there and as we sit here right now it's out in the UK in cinemas and on digital release. I urge you to go and check it out and I promise you won't regret it. As always, in true typical Mark and Me fashion, I do like to touch base and talk about my last episode. Only a couple of days ago, I was joined by the film director, Jenna Bass. We got to sit down and talk all about her fantasy film and the incredible western, Flatland. It's been an amazing interview and I've had such a great response. I want to thank everyone for taking the time to join me and listen to that interview. I've seen people that have now gone out and checked the film and told me that they've absolutely loved it. And as always, that's the best compliment that I can get on the Mark and Me podcast. But let's get back to today's episode. I'm so excited because Shorter is a film that needs to be seen. And it's so good to hear from the directors themselves. So here's me and Anders and Frederick talking all things Shorter. So Frederick and Anders, thanks for taking the time to join me today on the Mark and Me podcast. Thank you for, for, for inviting us. What I want to do today for the listeners that are going to be tuning in, maybe for the first time to discover your work, um, Frederick, what was it that made you fall in love with film? Was it at a very young age you were watching films with the family or, you know, how did it come about? I don't know. I mean, I think, um, I don't know where it actually started, but I know that it started at a very early age. Um, I think, uh, I think some of my earliest memories are from when I was like five years old when I started really getting into buying VHS tapes and and uh, reading about films and and uh, lis- listening to soundtracks and 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 studying movie posters and and stuff like that and I mean it started very early and um, and and uh, you know I I think I I mean I saw you know two films a day all all the way up until I, I I'm moved out of the house basically with with my almost a collection of a thousand VHSs, which my parents were, were very relieved to 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 get out of the way <clears throat> and 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 i think from there on out i you know i i've i've always been very interested in telling stories i've, I've always been very interested in in, in in other people and in in you know uh, you know different environments that then than I perhaps am a part of, right? Uh, and and I think the you know the adventurous part in me, the 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 part that wants to uh, you know that wants to see what it's like being a cop for a day, or what it was what it would be to be a uh, firefighter for a day, or I don't know. I think that's you know that's the you know that's what 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 I think initially uh, t- turned me on into t- to film. I mean because I I have a like a, a, a natural cur- curiosity to other people. I think. And what about you, Anders? Was it quite similar, or was it a lot later in life? Uh, no, it's very similar. Uh, all the way down to the uh, <laughs> thousand VHS tapes. Um, I had them in storage uh, until about uh, I think. 
five or six years ago uh and then had them uh thrown out and which i regret uh but um yeah i mean for me it was it was also very early early on um it, it was a my interest started through martial arts yeah. i did martial arts from a very early age and uh was very obsessed with you know bruce lee and jackie chan and uh you know shaw brothers and sean club and them and would watch it you know you know exclusively watch you know anything that had you know kicks or you know fist flying that was all i wanted to watch uh for a long period and um i think after my parents divorced my i spent a lot of time with my grandparents uh i grew up in kind of a sketchy neighborhood and and they didn't really want me to sort of uh get into bad company and so it spent a lot of time with them and they would sort of indulge my sort of propensity for watching these films and my my grandfather you know I was probably like six or seven years old when I started this and he would sort of uh translate all those you know you know all these you know uh you know kung fu films you know it was always always about you know someone who you know uh you know, uh, you know, offended someone's family and, and young, young men and, and old men makeup and all this stuff. And, and at a at certain point, I, I think they got sort of fed up with it and they started, you know, pitching other kinds of films. I remember vividly them trying to get me to watch Heat and I was like, but it does, you know, do, do they do any kind of <laughs> Kung Fu or, and they were like, no, but they have a lot of gun fights and stuff. And I was like, nah, I'm good. And, but, you know, eventually they kind of, uh, you know, got me to watch different kinds of films. And also, I, you know, it's also very much been a way of, of bonding with my father. I have a very, my dad was fairly young when he had me. And, and uh, you know, he would show me all those films that my, my mom didn't want me to see. Uh, and that scared the shit out of me, you know, like aliens and, and uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, A Nightmare on Elm Street and <laughs> all those kinds of films. So, yeah, it was, you know, from a very early age that was, and it's been pretty much all I've, I've wanted, I've, I've wanted to do ever since. And Frederick, did you remember that point in your career or what age was it that you thought to yourself, this is a reality, this can become something that I can do and not just a dream? Because, you know, I'm sitting there watching Robocop as a kid and stuff like that, thinking I'd love to make a film like this. I'd love to, you know, direct or even be an actor but there's a point where you know that it's either a dream or a reality and at what point did it come for you that you thought I can do this I can make this my living um I I don't think that I mean I I think I mean I was not sure that I could make a living out of it until we actually started making shorter uh to be honest uh but uh, but it became apparent to me very clear to me that it was the only thing I wanted to do uh, when my father forced me to, to find an, an alternative uh, career uh, because he uh, I think initially he had his doubts that it would actually be possible to um, to live off making films right um, he knew that I was obsessed with with film and it was the only thing I would talk about and it was the only thing I would ever want for Christmas and uh, it was just VHS tapes to up, up to both ears right and uh, and he, and he at, at some point he was he would say uh, 
he would sit, sit me down on the table and he was like, okay, well, I know you want to make films and that's fine. You can do that. But I need you to, 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 to think of an alternative way of life um, because uh, it might become a, a more difficult than you actually think it is to make films. And so I started to, to research into what, what could a, an alternative um, thing for me uh, be. And, and, and there was just nothing, <laughs> to be honest. There was nothing that interested me. There was, uh, I mean, maybe I could have, I, I looked at perhaps becoming a firefighter, but I think, you know, that was more because of the aesthetics. Yeah. That was because I, I, I wanted to film it, I think, yeah. or, you know, I like the environment. Uh, I could, I, you know, I could easily see myself, you know, carrying somebody out of a fire. Um, I think that was the that was the frame that I would like, right? Uh, not actually being a firefighter, um, and 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 I think he he realized that when I um, I wanted to go to this uh, uh, this very popular um, uh, what's it, it's called it's a boarding school maybe, um, and and it's quite expensive. It's called the European Film College, which is in um, Jutland, okay. in Denmark. And it's quite expensive. It's it's uh, I don't know twelve thousand pounds or something. Quite a lot. Yeah. To to, to to go there for 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 eight months, and um, I worked three jobs for a year, and I lived by myself at that time. Uh, worked three jobs, and I managed to save save those save up those money. Yeah. And I think uh, from that point on, he actually respected the drive that I that I uh, that I had for for making it. In, in in the business and had you know supported me ever since that was a long-winded answer but i think that, that no, it's it. good it shows that you're committed it shows that you kind of were only <clears throat> wanting one career i mean some parents would be like you need to get a law degree or you know become an accountant or do something else to fall back on but it seems that you were only ever going to be doing that one job you know anything else would have bored you or you're only just yeah. looking at them as being you know, you're talking about being a firefighter, but basically you wanted to remake the film Backdraft. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, he tried He tried to, but it didn't really stick. And yes, yeah. I think I think it was because, I mean, yeah, I wanted to make Backdraft. <laughs> That's what we need in this world. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And for you, Anders, was it quite similar or were you kind of, can you remember that point where you thought, I need to write, I need to be involved in films. I don't just want to watch them. I want to make them. I want to fall in love with them in a different level. Um, well, I think, I think, uh, sort of a, a crucial moment for me was, uh, and I, Frederick and I have talked about this endlessly, but I think, you know, uh, I, you know, from the, from the moment I understood that there was something, someone who actually made, uh, you know, films, you yeah. know, who wrote them and directed them. And it wasn't just the actors sort of, you know, coming up with it on the spot. I, I knew that that was something that I wanted to pursue. And it's, it's, it's kind of, you know, everyone in my family, I come from kind of a working class family. There's not a lot, <laughs> there hasn't really been a lot of uh, expectations in terms of getting a, an education or pursuing any kind of career. So, uh, with, you know, they want me to be happy, to be happy uh, of course, but no one really ever sat me down and said, you know, you have to, have a plan B. Um, 
But of course, you know, I didn't have any connections. I didn't really know how to get into the film business. And, you know, I eventually got into the Danish film school, which is very hard. Um, and it's, it's, you know, at that point, I'm not sure how it is now, but they only, they only uh, took in about, I think, six students every other year. Wow. And so I knew from that point on, I kind of knew that, you know, if I applied myself and really worked hard, which I had up until that point, that I had a, a good shot in making it. Um, but I think, yeah, just understanding. And, I, and all, another thing, yeah, that was what we'd actually talked about a lot is I think when I saw, you know, Pusher, uh, that, was, that was very crucial for me because up until that point, Denmark had really mostly done sort of kitchen sink dramas or sort of very folky, uh, you know, um, slapstick kind of comedies. And we weren't known for making genre films uh, or, you know, having, you know, we didn't have really have a, a, a wide berth of, or a wide sort of diversity of, of films and certainly not genre films. So I think seeing that was very sort of, that really made it be sort of a viable way to go in terms of, you know, not having to sort of go to Hollywood, which yeah. seems very, seemed very abstract and, and, and difficult. And so seeing that film, uh, that just blew me away. And Frederick, I know it's, it's the exact same. So I think it was kind of a, it was kind of different things, but I think getting into film school and then, you know, I, when I actually got into film school, I saw the relief in my mom's face. So I think they were probably, probably more worried than they, they ever let on, but uh, yeah. <laughs> And obviously, we've both just mentioned on this interview so far, Shorter. Now, this film is mind-blowing. You know, it, it's it's one of those films that when I watched it, I was sucked in straight away. So as soon as I put it on, you know, sometimes a film takes a while to, like, get you and it's a slow burner. But from the moment this film <coughs> starts, you're instantly, it's so intense, you're just sucked in. Now, how did the idea come about? Can you remember, was it one of you that sat down and had this idea and wanted to kind of work together? I mean, you probably get this question a lot, but how did you two kind of get to work on this together and it start from just a, an idea on a piece of paper to actually being greenlit and made? Um, the initial idea is, is, is I had about, I don't know, probably around 10 years ago. And um, something that I had bandied about uh, for a while. And at some point I worked on it as a writer with another director at the helm. And Frederick and I, we've been friends for a long while and, and we wanted to do something together. And we sort of pitched each other different ideas. Um, and then at one point I just mentioned this film, uh, this project I was working on, this idea and uh, Frederick's eyes just lit up and we started talking and we had very similar notions about how we saw the film uh, and, and what it could be and uh, sort of very specific ideas. Uh, some of them came to pass, some of them didn't, but then I went back to, to Toolbox uh, Film, who produced the film and said, this is, this is probably gonna sound crazy, but I actually wanna direct this film myself alongside Frederick and, uh, uh, and they were like, no, that's actually a great idea. Uh, so to their credit, you know, here we are six years later. Um, but, you know, the initial idea was very much a sort of a high concept idea. 
uh, and uh, you know something in the vein of like you know the Warriors or you know uh, you know Assault on Precinct Thirteen, and then you know once we started researching the film and and really sort of you know getting you know a, a deeper understanding of you know those environments and, and those sort of milieus, then that's when the actual themes and you know the the the, the substance, if you will, uh, you know that's when that you know sort of revealed itself. And Frederick, when you first was you know, kind of told about this film and asked to join up on and direct it, did you feel quite ambitious or was it quite daunting because it's quite a suspense thriller isn't it you know you've got these scenes it's it's got quite a lot going on the story I don't want to spoil it for anyone I don't want to give too much away so I I, I don't like podcasts <laughs> they tell you exactly what happens this film you could never predict what's going to happen but can you remember sitting there and thinking to yourself oh my god this is quite a lot to kind of bite off or were you kind of just sitting there thinking let's just do this now this is everything I've wanted um, I think I would be lying if I said that uh, I just were like, okay, let's uh, let's go to work. I think that I, I I can I can think of many uh, many evenings and many nights and many days where uh, I called Anna's uh, in a, a, a anxious about the uh, the challenges that lie ahead, and and um, I think you know um, you know. Making uh, making a film is a uh, is 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 a difficult thing, and I think every time you manage uh, to, to to make a, a film that uh, that works, I think I, I mean I think it's a a small miracle in a way that it actually that 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 it panned out as you as you wanted it to, um, and and <clears throat> and you know that being being too at the wheel, uh, as Amos and I were, were a, were a tremendous um, uh, help, I think, uh, for the both of us, because it were, I mean, we spent a lot of time talking about the film. We spent a lot of time, uh, you know, uh, you know, taking every character moment, every bit of uh, stage direction, every bit of dialogue, and actually talking about what's it about, really. So. And, and how and how are we going to shoot it? Where are we going to place our characters? How are we going to 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 do it on the day, right? And um, and I think that preparation and being true to actually uh, execute it um, and to talk about the challenges that 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 uh, you know that bubble to the surface, which yeah. which they will on a shoot because it is a an on a, an organic process, right? Uh, stuff will happen that you couldn't foresee, um, uh, and I think um, you know being being true to be able to to take care of those, you know, un unforeseen obstacles. I think is is a um, a very very helpful thing for first time uh, directors, um, creatively and also practically. I think it's it's nice to have uh, somebody to you know, share your uh, successes and to share your uh, defeats and to, um, you know, uh, you know, say, hey, that that idea is not it's not bad. And also to say, hey, that idea is pretty uh, shitty and let's not do that. Let's do something different. And I think that's uh, uh, that's a good way of, 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 of figuring out what you want to do by challenging 
yourself and also uh, the one that you do the film with, because it is a very, very close uh, working relationship that you have to, you know, um, uh, respect for a long yeah. while. I think respect's the word, isn't it? I've had people on before where we've had, you know, two or three directors that have worked on a film at the same time. So, for example, Turbo Kid had three directors. Right, yes, right. Yeah, and, and these guys, you know, I was asking them how they found it because, you know, at times you must want to kill each other, but at times you want to hug each other because it's so much emotion, it's so much passion, it's such a crucial thing to get right. So, Anders, sure. do you find it quite difficult to kind of let go of some ideas or decisions or were you just always on the same page or did you just, were you able to switch off at the end of the day and not take anything too personal? Um, well, it, it was actually while we were shooting, it was actually not uh, that difficult because we, as, as Frederick said, uh, we were very prepared in yeah. terms of what we wanted to achieve. We had analyzed each scene, sort of broken it down and, and uh, it, you know, both in terms of, you know, the sort of um, underlying themes and, and, uh, and, and, you know, really, but also sort of visually and so we really knew what we wanted to, to what was important in, in each scene and, and what we wanted to achieve. Uh, and also there's just this, you know, there's a, there's sort of a, um, you know, you know, time is a, is a constant issue. So you just have to move forward all the time. Yeah. And, and so it's, it's, it's much more sort of challenging, I think, once you have, you know, theoretically, theoretically have all the time in the world, like when you're editing film uh, or, you know, doing the, you know, mixing of film. And, and, and I think that's where uh, we had to sort of, that's where we had a lot of conversations, not a lot, but we had some conversations in terms of, you know, the, the sort of little details, uh, you know, and where we, we sort of differed. Uh, but you know, we we wanted to make the same film. We worked on this film for a long time, and uh, we had we had the same tastes. We were also sort of, I think, complement each other in terms of there are you know, you know, having that other person that can challenge your ideas or take them to the next level or come up with something you know entirely different is 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 if it works, it's it can really sort of up the material and, and really, um, yeah, the whole process. But I think we were very, we were very much in sync in terms of what we wanted to do. Um, and, and like Frederick said, it's, you know, when, when you know, it, it can be a very sort of, I think, lonely job to be a director because everything falls on you. And in terms of, um, having that other guy where, you know, at the other day where, you know, if something didn't go right or someone, someone's being an asshole or, you know, whatever it is, you can kind of, you have that other person that's equally invested and, and for whom it, it, it matters just as much. And that's very, very, very valuable. And it's been, uh, it's been a great experience. 
And Frederick, this is something I ask everybody, even if they're a producer, a director, a writer, a musician, it doesn't matter at what stage they are at their career, but people listening to this podcast are interested in film, making film, and some will be at film school, film, some people will listen to this today and then want to make a film. What advice do you give to somebody that's out there listening who wants to become a director or get involved in making a film? Because it's so hard, isn't it, to be seen and to be heard and get your work seen out there when there's such a big huge amount of films being made as we speak how, how do you feel that you know it's best to get your work seen and noticed i think that there are actually are quite a lot of outlets from where you can show your stuff now that wasn't available when when i you know started out um uh, which i think are very useful i mean i think I think it's for the younger generation to sound very old, but because I don't know really know how to to use them, I think my my best advice would be to uh, to just make. I mean, it's it's it sounds obvious, but just to make them. I mean, yeah. make make. I mean, and perhaps not focus that much on <clears throat> on uh, making a, uh, uh, the perfect film a home run in the first uh, go, because I think actually, I mean, what helped me a lot personally was to make a lot of shitty short films, Yeah, to be honest. In the beginning, to make a lot of films that I thought was was what I wanted to say, what I thought was you know, me being clever or me being interesting uh, and, and and realizing when I, sh sh when I showed them around that they weren't that interesting and they weren't that clever. And it just and it just helped me figuring out what I wanted to say, and then really taught me to make the types of films that I really want to see myself, that I want to you know press play on. And I think that was a huge uh, that was a huge part of I think my my drive as well now as well is to go you know go for that gut feeling, go for that those films that. Uh, uh, that I know personally uh, interest me and not perhaps care as much about what everybody else might think, but to do those types of films that I think are cool and that I want to watch and then, you know, learn from, learn from the, you know, your mistakes. I think the more mistakes you can make early on in your career, the better because the lesser people will see them. So for, for those starting out, I would say go out and just make a lot of mistakes and then, uh, up. And Anders, have you been reading the feedback so far? I mean, have you been reading <clears> the reviews <throat> or do you try and avoid it? Because I've been on IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes and there's some absolutely amazing, really positive reviews for this film. Best Danish film in years, mind blown, incredible, 10 out of 10. Or do you try and ignore it? Because if you read that one bad comment, it kind of hits you hard. Um. <laughs> I actually, we talked about this a lot before the film came out, and I declared that I wouldn't, I wouldn't read anything, and I've read everything. Um, <laughs> and it's, it's, it's. Um, I still read everything, and you know, actually, just the other day, I saw someone on Letterboxd, who Frederick and I both know, who shit on the film, and I was very close to sending it to Frederick. It, that was late at night, and it could, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't think, I think. You know, I'm I'm very I'm very proud of the film. I know I I and and I think Frederick is as well. And I think it's gotten overall, it's gotten a very uh, sort of 
it's got a great reception. I mean, we couldn't really have asked for anything better. So I think I can really sort of, I, it's, you know, um, it, it's not too difficult to sort of um, distinguish between, you know, the, the, you know, the, the, the good ones and the bad ones and take it in stride. Um, and then when, you know, the, my favorite thing is, is the comments, you know, and, and Frederick hated those, I think, especially in the beginning, you know, and, um, you know, the, the, the sort of the, the, the 40 old, you know, 40 old virgins living in their mom's basement, yeah. you know, who, um, that, that, that stuff cracks me up. I love it. We also had a few test screenings where we just, which, you know, w went very well, but we had a few, you know, a few really few people who just really took us to task in a way that was just very entertaining. And I actually regret not framing some of them because they were just like, uh, just completely hilarious. But um, I think what I try to to keep in mind is, you know, I've 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 written other films where I haven't read any of of the uh, reviews, and I've 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 had films made where I did and. Uh, you know, you can usually just, you know, that one bad review is what sticks sticks out in your mind. And I try to remember that a lot of my favorite films weren't necessarily well received when they came out. And so, and it's, it's very subjective and all that stuff. So, you know, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, the short answer is I do read everything. I, I don't know if I'll do it. <laughs> it's impossible. Next time. It's, it's very hard. It's very hard. And it's, but I, I felt good about the film and uh, I, I was proud of the film. And uh, so it, you know, I was, I felt ready. That's good. And what I do on this podcast to make it quite original is usually it's one guest. So you might end up fighting today on the podcast, but I ask the guest to choose the outro time. song. So the outro song to the podcast is chosen by the guest. It can be any band, any piece of music, Let's take one from you each, and I might like toss a coin oh. when I'm editing or something. But anyone that comes on, actor, musician, producer, director, cinematographer, whatever it is, they get to choose a song they love. But you're not allowed to have any longer than the last bit of this podcast to think about it. Otherwise, you'll be there for days making lists, thinking what you want. <laughs> oh, that's hard. I'm I'm blanking. You put the music on us. You're the music guy. Yeah, I know, but. Like it's hard, isn't it, to whittle it down to one? Um, what do you think, Frederick? I mean, this might be the boring answer, but we had like this very, very cool. Uh, uh, we had this very cool track on uh, a temp temp thing that we used for for short at one point by Jet Palmer. I can't remember what it was called, but that was a really cool song. Jet Palmer from Upgrade. Oh yeah, that's right. The end credit uh, uh, not uh, track. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Let's do Which that. Also, that's that's got a theme for the film. Yeah. What do you, What do you think about that? That's an yeah. I, I just listened to that score. It's an it's an amazing score. Our time's up, guys. So uh, oh, I want okay. to say a massive thank you for coming on the podcast today. I I can't thank wait you. for people to discover this film. Genuinely, I mean this. It's brilliant. It's you should be so proud. And I know that you guys have got an incredible career ahead of you. So thank you. Thank you. Wow. That's thank nice of you. So there it is. There's my interview with me, Frederick and Anders. It was such a great time to sit down with them both and talk all about Shorter. 
Once you've seen this film, I honestly believe you will not believe it's their actual debut film as directors. It's astonishing, the budget is great, and they've done wonders with what they're given. It's such a great film from start to finish, and it will blow your mind. You know by now I will never spoil films, I won't go into the plot or give any spoilers away, but when you've seen this film, please jump on markandme.com. I want you to feedback and let me know on Twitter, Facebook or Instagram that you've seen it and let me know your thoughts. It's the best compliment that I can ever get if I recommend a film, a book, maybe an album and then you guys at home go and check it out and love it. It's the ultimate thing so please let me know. If you're new to Mark and Me, jump onto markandme.com because on there there's links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all of the social media channels and I reply and read every single message that I'm sent. If you want to support me, please share the episode. I say it on every episode because it's crucial to the Mark and me. If you sit there and share it on your Facebook, your Twitter or your Instagram, you're going to get new people listening to Mark and me. And if you really love today's episode, I do have a Patreon page. The podcast really needs support via Patreon. You can go on there and the link is on markandme.com. Every single month, I give prizes away from Vice Press, Last Exit to Nowhere t-shirts and many more as a thank you for supporting me. All the money that comes in goes right back into the podcast and allows me to record more and more interviews, which basically means that you guys at home are going to get even more episodes, so it's a win-win for everyone. Thanks again to everyone who listens to the podcast, and I can't stress enough, September is going to be manic. I'm going to be releasing three episodes per week at the moment because so much is coming in, and I'm absolutely loving every single minute of it, and I truly believe that my best ever work is coming out this month, so it's a great time to be excited, and I want to say a massive thank you to everyone that listens because it means the absolute world. I'll be back in only a few days' time with another brand new episode. Like I said, it's not slowing down anytime soon. So until that moment, look after yourself, take care, and I'll speak to you all soon.